Amen. Amen. You know, what a, what a powerful, much-needed reminder this morning, wherever we are uh, in our journey of faith and life and, and how God um, strengthens us in the midst of the uncertainties of life, uh, whatever we might be facing. You know, on this Labor Day weekend, I want to just take a moment uh, to share a little bit about what your church home is up to, a little bit about what we've been focusing on as of late, and, and our prayer is that, that you also get kind of caught up a little bit, kind of excited about, about where we're going and uh, as we set the stage for this upcoming year. Uh, so the sermon is going to be a little bit different today. It's going to be kind of more tactical, practical stuff in the beginning, uh, but then we're going to bring it home with, with a life application uh, for you as well. So just keep holding on, and in the beginning part, kind of, kind of think about some of these words that you're going to be hearing um, throughout the message. But uh, for those of you that have been around King and Kings for some time, uh, you, for a season or two, you most likely have heard or seen uh, this statement. Um, and I want you to say it with me this morning. Centered on God, our mission is to feed physical hunger, spiritual hunger, and our hunger to be in community. And maybe um, you shared that statement with somebody or something like that, and they say, well, well, what's your church about? Because one of the important things that we wanted to do is we wanted to create a mission vision statement that really is, is relatable, that, that it can be shared easily and, and articulated easily. And you may even recall at the beginning of having that mission statement, we even had a banner on that north wall that had all three components. We had pictures, we had Bible texts that kind of talk about each of those things and and uh, I, I want to get a projector on that wall so we can like kind of show some cool stuff from time to time I think that would be fun but since 2017, uh, when this statement was first created, uh, we not only sought to live into each of those three components of that mission statement by caring for people's physical needs, spiritual needs, and of course emotional needs as well, but we leveraged it uh, to help guide us as we evaluated and developed ministry uh, in order to meet the needs of the congregation uh, as well as our community. And, and we always thought about our local and global partners as well. In essence, all of our ministry that we do here at King of Kings fits into that mission statement. Now, with that said, there's a couple things that kind of are outliers, and that's okay. It's kind of like when you get a haircut, you feel really good, but then you have those stragglers that are like, bing, that kind of show out of nowhere, right? And you, and you don't want to get rid of those because all of a sudden that'll mess up something else that you're dealing with. But, but what you do is you hold on to those things because sometimes those things are important. They're vital to the ministry of the congregation. But, but for all intents and purposes, as we evaluate ministry, as we develop ministry, we're living into uh, this mission and vision statement to provide focus and clarity. So with this framework that we have in place, we started to think about, we started to develop what's known as our E4 strategy. That sounds pretty cool, right? I'm not going to tell you what it is. No, I am going to tell you what it is. But, but our E4 strategy, all the E's that are used here, um, stand for a particular component that we're working on. In fact, the first E stands for encourage. And it speaks to really how we walk with one another and foster this sense of community community as brothers and sisters in Christ through connection, uh, through support, through, through words of encouragement, that it's not just us coming here to worship, to do our thing, but, but we support one another in our journey of faith and life. And this first E that we have before us today, this is going to be our focus for this upcoming year, as we want to encourage you, but we also want it to be a part of the DNA and the culture of the congregation. So we're going to live here in this encouragement over the course of this next year, so don't worry each week isn't going to be about encouragement, but you're going to see it woven into uh, the fabric of our ministry. 
We played a lot around a little bit with the idea that whenever people heard the word encouragement and worship, that it'd be like the secret word, and then you go, yay, like that. But I figured it got a little distracting, especially if it's during a prayer time. We say, Lord, thank you for the encouragement you give us, and everybody just starts clapping and shouting. It may be distracting, but it could be a cool idea at the same time, so we'll still think, think about that. But the reality is that we are all, whoever we are, wherever we're at, we need a word of encouragement in our lives, don't we? And if we as the church are not stepping into those places and those spaces and offering that word of hope and peace and assurance, you know what, we as the church are not doing our job. We as brothers and sisters in Christ are not doing our job if we're not speaking and sharing that word of hope and forgiveness and grace and new life that Jesus offers us or to speak a word of blessing. So, so we want to just take a moment even today and we want to speak a word of encouragement into your life. We started our worship that way. We're going to continue with that word of encouragement that God's spirit would be with you today. We, we pray for, that God's discernment would be with you if, if you're wrestling with something this morning, that you would find clarity. We, we pray that God's Holy Spirit would move in, in new and unexpected ways, that, that your heart and your life would be blessed, that, that your spirit and, and your mind may be put at ease if, if you're wrestling with anxiety or worry or fear. For those with a loved one on their heart today or something is just weighing on your heart, we pray for you. We pray for that sense of peace. We pray that God would place his hand upon your spirit to meet you where you are this morning. Whatever you brought with you today, we pray that God would bless you in your walk of faith. You see, that's, that's encouragement. And it doesn't do us any good if I keep that word of encouragement to myself, but we are to share those things. So listen to each other's story. Ask what's going on in somebody's life who might be sitting next to you or the row behind you or, or maybe even be sitting, sitting by themselves in worship. Reach out, connect, speak a word of encouragement. The second E stands for engage, and it speaks that how we draw people into the life of the church. There, there's a sense of hospitality with this word. There's a sense of invitation, because here's the deal. It's so important to be a part of something that's greater than ourselves. You see, we can come in here to worship, and, and we could do our thing, and, and we can leave, right? But it's another thing to engage in the life and the community of this body of faith. Because that's where we get connections. That's where we get fed and filled and nourished. It's by joining together because it's important to be a part of something greater than ourselves. And it's here that we recognize that we are all a vital part of the ministry of King of Kings. And each of us has unique gifts that are going to bless and going to build God's kingdom. See, each and every one of us has a purpose. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we kind of sit back and, and want things to happen to us or happen for us, but sometimes it's about engaging in those things because that's when God's spirit moves. In fact, one of the components of King of Kings Visions shares this, and it simply says, King of Kings is a family of faith that seeks to grow together in faith and service while making an impact in our community. People understand that they play a vital role in the ministry of King of Kings through the use of their time, talents, and resources. We're not just here to be fed and filled. We're here to engage and to live out our faith, an active faith. And sometimes that engagement is as simple as a conversation. It's as simple as an invitation, a connection, 
Have you ever thought about ushering? Have you ever thought about greeting? In fact, we had somebody for the first time step up last week to serve communion for the first time. Can we just give a praise God thank you for that? For that willingness? My goodness. Because there, here's the deal. I want you to listen to this very carefully. There is no such thing as a small task because even small things create big blessings. And I want to say that again. There is no such thing as a small task because even small things bring about great blessings. I want you to think about that as you come forward for communion. As a person hands you that, that wafer of bread or that cup of wine and says the body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you, right? That action and those words speak a big blessing, the greatest blessing that you and I can ever experience. That is no small thing. That is no small thing. And oftentimes it can be so easy to get caught up in the busyness of life and just say, you know, I don't have time or I'm just here to do my thing. Nah, it's about us coming together as community, which brings us to the third E, and that is equip. And that speaks to to how we equip people and how we prepare people to carry out the ministry that that is created through the spaces and the opportunities provided, that that we provide knowledge and and training and the necessary tools, tools to step into those places where those gifts, your gifts are needed, whether in terms of serving or teaching or caring. And here's the deal. For our communion assistants, it's as easy as getting a tattoo on your wrist that says the blood of Christ shed for you so you never forget it, right? Uh, We won't make you do that. Don't worry. We won't make you do that. But oftentimes, we say no to something. Listen. Oftentimes, we say no to something not because it's difficult or because we don't want to do it, but because it's unfamiliar. It's simply because we are not familiar with it. But once we experience that thing, you know, more and more apt to say yes, right? You see, I'm a creature of habit, and so for me to step out in the unknown is, is a little bit, I mean, that's, 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 that's hard for me. I, I think about it in terms of going to a new place, and this is the way my mind works. I think about, well, well what's traffic going to be like? Well, well do, when will I know to turn, or, or will would I be able to park? And, hi, how are you? Oh, you can come up. It's totally cool. Uh, where to park or, or what to do? And my mind starts racing. Or what can I expect? Or, or, or maybe just, just what, are, what are the people like there to be there? Once I say step into that place, right? Once I step into that spot, man, where does that stuff go? Where does that worry go? Why? Because it's now become familiar. And I find that it becomes easier and easier every chance that we step in to do those things. You see, we want you to have the same experience here when it comes to serving. We want to walk with you so that you feel at peace to say yes, that you feel like, you know, I have the gifts to say yes and I feel comfortable. So we want you to be encouraged. We want you to be engaged. We want you to be equipped, which brings us to our fourth and final E. And I want you to say it with me. Here it is. Electro and... Anybody got that one? Anybody? Doctors in the house or something like that? That's actually not our next E. Our next and final E is the word empower, empower, which speaks to how people are uplifted to carry out the ministry where we are blessed, where we are sent, where we are also celebrated for our partnership together because each and every one of us has a role and a purpose in the life of our church home. I don't care who you are, what age or stage or life you're in, we all have a role and the purpose in the life of the church, whether here in this place or out in the world, wherever our sphere of influence may be. 
You see, being the church is not just about being here in this space. It's about how we live and act in the world as the light and the life of Jesus Christ. Because here's the deal, as your church, we want you to be encouraged. We want you to be engaged. We want you to be equipped. We want you to be empowered. Basically, what we're doing here is we're living into the Great Commission, where Jesus says in Matthew 28, verse 18, he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. You see, each and every one of those words are captured in Jesus' statement. It wasn't just by chance that we threw these words up there and we thought to ourselves, well, what starts with E, right? No, no. There was some thought behind it. There's intentionality behind it. And we're living into that great commission that God calls each of us to. So, but before we step into that E4 strategy, what we need to do today is we need to take a step back. And this is what this Labor Day is all about because we think about, well, what is the work that we're called to, but how do we do that work? Because much like a good structure, you need a firm foundation upon which to build. In fact, we have before us today the driving passage of Scripture that has been the foundation for our visioning and our planning here at King of Kings for years. It's Psalm 127, verse 1, and it simply shares this. I want you to read it again with me. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. It's about starting with God first and keeping him at the center of any and every aspect of ministry, that each and every decision is steeped in prayer, that that our sole purpose is to give glory to God above any and all things, and that we listen to the prompting and the presence of God's Holy Spirit, which moves in our lives. Because the more that we listen, the more that we respond, the more we're in tune with that spirit, the more God speaks and acts. And it's not only stated here in this verse, but it's also uplifted in our mission statement, which begins with that central focus where we say, centered on God. That's the most important thing. Because there's a lot of stuff, as you know, in the world that seeks to distract us from that vision. There's a lot of stuff in the world that seeks to distract us from our God-given purpose and mission, but it's by building on that firm foundation of Jesus that we as the church, uh, we as followers of Jesus Christ, are built and established. In fact, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21 through 22, shares this about the church, and it shares this about us as a body of believers. It says, in him, Jesus, the whole structure is joined, what's my next word? Together, Right? and grows into holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built, what's my word? Together, spiritually, into a dwelling place for God. It's, it's about us as brothers and sisters in Christ coming together as the body of believers, as a family of faith, to work together for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is our call, and that is our mission, church, and you are a vital part of that mission and ministry. Once again, whatever age, whatever stage in life you are, you have a mission, and you have a purpose, and I pray that you begin to live into that. In fact, another part of our faith statement shares this. Once again, it says, we are a church of individuals called, what's my word? Together by God to be one in ministry and mission. 
We want you to be encouraged. We want you to be engaged. We want you to be equipped. We want you to be empowered. Yet here's where we begin to turn a little bit. Because Psalm 127 not only applies to the church, it also applies to all aspects of life. See, we can build and we can establish some beautiful and some wonderful things. We, we could just dig down and, and do it on our own, right? But the true blessing is when we establish those things that we work on, that we place those things in God's hands and place them in his care and we trust in his providing. So, when that, what, so whatever you're working on right now, whatever you're working towards right now, whatever you're, you're wrestling with right now, Place that in God's hands. Place God at the center and allow him to guard and to guide your steps. Proverbs chapter 16, verse nine, simply puts it this way. It says, the human mind plans the way, but the Lord directs the steps. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you're focusing on, no matter what direction life is taking you, it's about following that, that plan and that will, that steps of God. So what would it mean, church, for us to seek God's will and wisdom in all things and, and to set that firm foundation? So I gotta tell you, um, Rachel and I this past Thursday officially became empty nesters at 3.37 in the afternoon, Thursday. <laughs> so naturally, uh, what every parent does at that point, we started remodeling, so I finally have, uh, the girls' bedrooms are remodeled. I have my ultra lounge that I wanted, and Rachel has her axe-throwing gym that she always wanted, so, so we're good to go. But I have to tell you, um, dropping off the kids at college uh, hit my heart. I wasn't expecting it at all. I, I thought I was going to be the strong one. I thought I was going to you know, have it all together and you know, just uh, you know, pick up the pieces of the rest of the family or whatever, but because, because here's the deal. We have these hopes and we have these expectations around our children and, and what they'll experience and how they'll experience it. And, and you have this vision that, that when they step onto campus that there's, that there's instant community, there's instant connections there. And it's not just for college kids, but throughout life. And some of you are the, on the other end of the spectrum. While we're sending our, our last one to college, maybe you're beginning your journey. Maybe, maybe you're awaiting this week the first day of preschool or, or maybe um, the, the first day of daycare. And, and, you're, and maybe you're in the season of life where you're now watching your own children experience these first steps with their children. So, so as a grandparent, you're watching this happen yet again, which seems strange because in your mind, you're still in your 20s, you're still in your late 30s, so, so it just seems a little odd that, that your children are, are now having their own children. But throughout their lives, one of, one of the prayers that I prayed for my kids uh, was just simply this prayer over and over, specifically for my girls, and it's this that God would protect their hearts. And, and for me, this, this prayer uh, encompasses all aspects of life, uh, from friendships to relationships, specifically uh, their relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I know that the reality of life, that, that it's filled with hardships, it's filled with hurdles, it's filled with disappointments, losses, pressures to fit in, struggles. And, and no matter what happens, my prayer is that God would simply protect their hearts. And, and with this transition this past week, and, and, and let's just say that Jesus and I were, were having a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. That's a nice way to put it. Because I felt that my prayer that I've been praying each and every day for their whole lives was not being honored. That God was, wasn't somehow living into and keeping up his end of the bargain or deal as I anticipated. 
And, and maybe, maybe you're feeling that right now in your own life. Maybe, maybe you've been praying around something and it feels like, you know, man, it's not come to fruition and, and you're wondering in the back of your mind, Lord, are you even listening? Are you even paying attention to, to what I'm sharing with you? And, and, and as I look in that situation, it doesn't seem that, that you're, you're working. In fact, it seems like the opposite of what I'm asking you to do is, is happening. But I gotta tell you, as I reflected on that prayer, I was caught up, as I was caught up in my own stuff, I, I paused for a moment and I thought, if I truly believe this prayer and trust God to protect their hearts, that perhaps in spite of the circumstances that I may perceive or in spite of the things that they may perceive, that he has a bigger picture in mind and that he's not only working in their lives but is working on a greater blessing. And I had to remind myself of uh, Isaiah 55. And, and God shares this reminder, it's powerful. And it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways higher than, than so, are your, so are my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, what it comes down to, when it comes to that prayer, or any prayer, it's about setting a foundation of trust. And maybe right now you're facing uncertainty in your life. Maybe, maybe you're struggling with that truth and, and feeling God's presence with what you're facing. And, and I want to offer again just a word of encouragement to you today. Because here's the deal. If we truly believe Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for harm, to give you a future with hope. How should that impact our lives of faith? How should that impact how we view the circumstances around us? How, do, how should that impact what we may be feeling or, or experiencing or perceiving with our eyes or, or even with our hearts? And what would it mean to commit to building and establishing our lives on that firm foundation that no matter what, that God holds us and we rest secure and he is working for our good. So back to that text for today, right? Unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards a city, the guard keeps watch in vain. And, and maybe you're, you're steeped in worry right now. Maybe you're just being consumed by all the stuff that feels like is piling onto your shoulders. I, I ask that you wrestle with this text before us this week. And ask to be God to be at the heart and center of all things. Because maybe in the day-to-day, -day, life has gotten a little bit off-kilter, off-center. In terms of our relationships, maybe our work or, or maybe our home and our faith life as we have been the ones that, I, you know, I need to keep watching and I need to build. Or, or maybe we haven't been as intentional about establishing and relying on that firm foundation that God seeks to provide as maybe our priorities have kind of shifted due to the demands and, and the challenges and the changes of life or, or the interests of life. Or maybe we've just gotten a little bit complacent or maybe a little bit too self-reliant. So what would it mean to fix our eyes again on Jesus? To, to trust in these words that God has a plan for us, that God seeks to protect us. For your homework this week, what I want you to do is I want you to read and reflect on Psalm 32, verse eight. And the question I want you to dig into and wrestle with is where do I need God more involved in my life, in my building, in my watching, 
And then I want you to read and reflect on 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 through 11, and ask yourself, what foundation am I building on, and what do I need to establish and place in God's hands again? Okay, this is an important one. This is the one that you're going to have to wrestle with a little bit, because, because it might challenge you to think about what you've been building, and the last piece is to ap- apply a very familiar text from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And ask yourself, what is it, who is it that I'm pursuing from the depth of my heart? These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers.